This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You can read all of his work at brownszone.com. Covers the Browns for the Chronicle Telegram. He's our buddy Scott Petrak. Hi, Scott. What's going on, guys? Scotty. All right, so... You had a three-point loss, a two-point loss, a one-point loss. We all thought, hey, you could be 5-0, and oh, you should be 4-1, and one, blah, 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 blah. Yesterday just didn't work in every which way, Scott, and I thought it was out of character for what we've seen from this team this year. Were you surprised at the way they played against New England, a game that I thought they certainly could have won? Yeah, in a lot of ways I was. Um, you know, if you flash back to last year when they went up to New England and got beat 45-7, to seven, I think that was a concern, you know, in the back of your mind. Okay, does Belichick have something planned? Is he can he exploit all the weaknesses? Um, but having said that, I thought it would be a close game. I thought it was going to be twenty six twenty four Browns. So I am surprised that it got away from them because they hadn't shown that in the first five games of the year. Uh, did the real Jacoby Brissett step on the field yesterday? This, I mean, we had been warned, folks, by Miami said this is what we should expect. We should expect what we saw yesterday. That's why I was like, for the first couple of weeks, I was like, wow, this is nothing like what I thought. And then yesterday we saw, I think, what a lot of people thought might happen here at some point. Yeah, I mean, that sounds a little harsh to me. I, I get what you're saying, and, I'm, and I, don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong. I, I think he's not as good as he showed early in the year and he's better than he showed yesterday. Um, you know, he's a backup quarterback. He's limited in what you can, what he can do. You have to be careful what you ask him to do. Um, you know, but historically, Drew's Curry doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and that's the biggest problem is he's had some big turnovers, especially the one last week against the Chargers, and then to open the game yesterday against the Patriots. You know, and Farrell Brown's running open deep. I mean, that's the play they were looking for, and I thought – Brissett was late getting rid of the ball, and then he underthrew it when he did, and it set a bad tone. Um, you know, I mean, he's a backup quarterback. You're trying to figure out ways to win when he's in there, um, and when he plays as poor as he did yesterday, you have no chance. But I think it's a little unfair to say that that's the true Brissett. I think he's better than that, but maybe he's not as good as the Brissett that played whatever weeks two and three. Do you think the game scheme – was for that to happen yesterday, Scott? Or did they get into that game and Kevin Stefanski went away from what he was thinking going in? Because, you know, 12 carries for Nick Chubb, yeah. four for Kareem Hunt, that, that's just not typical. And I can't imagine that that was the plan going in. No, I mean, there's no way, and Kevin said it after the game, right? There's no way you go in going, yeah, we're only going to give the ball to 
Nick, Nick Chubb 12 times. Having said that, I think the plan at the beginning of the game was to get the Patriots out of their defense focused on stopping Nick Chubb, which is why they come out and throw the ball the first two plays. The first one's a completion at Harrison Bryant. The second one's an interception. Um, you could tell the Patriots wanted to take away the run game. Matthew Judon, after the game, says, you know, yeah, we tried to make him play left-handed, which is throwing the ball. And I think Stefanski knew that, so he was, gonna, he was trying to take advantage of the Patriots' aggressiveness against the run. Um, but in order to do that, you have to be successful throwing the ball and throwing it off play action, and that's why that interception on the second play hurts so much. You know, it reminds me of that Tennessee game a couple years ago where everybody thought you are going to run it a billion times, and the Browns went play action and threw it deep early, and it worked, and they got a big lead. Um, you know, you knew the Patriots were going to take away Chubb, so the so Stefanski's trying to counteract that, um, but it winds up biting him with the interception early and then, you know, the interception in the second half too. Um, and then Nick Chubb never really got a chance to get in the flow. Having said that, when they did try to run it, they didn't have a ton of success, right? The Patriots are good against the run. Um, they had a bunch of big bodies up front, but that doesn't mean they couldn't have tried to get make Nick Chubb more involved. You know, I'm rewatching the game, and there's a second down and seven in the second quarter, after a first down run, and you think maybe that's a play where you run it. Second and seven, that's kind of a neutral call. Instead, they throw back-to-back incompletions. Um, and I don't think there were a ton of examples like that during the game, but that's one where, you know, if you're going to be a running team, if he's your best player, um, maybe you give him the ball there. We had a caller last segment who said, when the Browns run Nick Chubb 20 or more times, they win. Look it up. So I double-checked it during the break. He's right. Under Kevin Stefanski, the Browns are 7-2. and two when Nick Chubb has 20 or more carries. I know you can't do that every game, but it just amazed me yesterday that you trusted your backup quarterback a little bit more than your really good offensive line, and I know Wyatt Teller wasn't there, and your really good running backs. In a game where, especially in the first half, Scott, it felt like the Browns should be in the lead. They weren't. And it was just it was such a challenge to watch what they were doing and to know that they weren't really accentuating their strength. And I, I just wonder if Kevin had it to do over again, if he would change his thought process on that. He might. He might. You know, like I said, I haven't finished rewatching the entire game or halfway through the second quarter. So I don't know how many of those calls I would say, yeah, maybe that's where you should have run the ball. I completely get your point. Um, you know, it, it's tough because I think, you know, you watch and go, well, if, you know, if Chubb goes two yards, two yards, and then you throw an incompletion on third down, that's not helping you either, right? So the best time to throw the ball is when they think you're going to run. And I think that's one of the issues you have when you play a backup quarterback is if you get in third and long, you feel like you don't have much of a chance. But if you get in third and short or you can throw it on first down where the defense thinks you're going to run, like that's when you have to seize those passing opportunities. Um, on the other hand, on first and ten, it's also a good time to give Nick Chubb the ball. So I think it's a, tough, a little bit of a tough spot for Kevin Stefanski he knew what Belichick was going to do to the run game. Having said that, I, I get your overall point, right? 12 rushes is not enough for Nick Chubb. Um, Scott, you know, we were talking about having talent on this team and believing that there is, it is a talented team. I think when you lose a game like yesterday, it becomes frustrating for those with talent because, one, they're not reaching their potential, and, two, that you might start looking at the guy next to you saying, okay, if he's looking in the mirror, I need to look in the mirror. I've heard that from the last two games that – you know, we got to look in the mirror. 
and you've been through this enough with this team and this franchise over the years to understand when locker rooms turn, when you have talent and talent's not being directed in the right direction. Are we uh, – I'm not saying Kevin's in uh, – I don't know. Maybe I am. I, I'm, just, I'm just curious – how much farther can this kind of play exist without Kevin losing some guys in the locker room? Yeah, um, I don't think he's lost them yet. Um, you know, you probably have that discussion about Joe Woods and maybe even Mike Prefer, right, where the confidence level is in them as coaches. And probably even Kevin Stefanski as well, but I don't feel it as much with him for some reason. It feels like it's more, you know, kind of limited to special teams and defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think it's gone overboard, right? The players are still saying the right things yesterday when asked about Joe Woods and even late in the week um, before this game about, hey, it's them, it's not the coaching. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly something to monitor, right, especially when the expectations were so high. The players talk so much about all the talent they have, and then when you don't come close to meeting those expectations, especially defensively, you start looking for answers, you start looking for reasons, and you start placing blame, and that's, completely natural but I do want to say this I think at some point you also have to evaluate whether or not the talent is as good as you thought it was right I mean there's guys on defense playing a bunch of snaps that aren't playing up to the level that they were expected to and not it's not all his fault but I think about Grant Delpit right people were saying the team people within the team were saying we think he's gonna have a Pro Bowl season this year and he's been in the middle of a bunch of big plays for the opposition he was again yesterday um, you know, he fell down when he's trying to cover um, Hayden Hurst on that 31-yard touchdown, you know, and he had him on the line of scrimmage and there's contact and he falls. It's an easy touchdown. On the end around late in the game, he takes the bat. He just, like, his angle and eyesight is terrible, and the receiver runs right by him for a touchdown. He misses a tackle on the 53-yard Johnny Smith reception. Um, you know, and this is a second-round pick that you just need more production from. And to me, that's not a coach. Those aren't really coaching issues. That's a player issue. I, I threw this out to the guys earlier just when we were sitting here during one of a, our commercial breaks. And I, I don't want to look this far down the road, but I, I did. My mind went there. <laughs> How much better is this team with Deshaun Watson at quarterback? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question, right? Because so many times, especially in the past when the Browns haven't had good quarterbacks. You say that guy would make such a difference, right? You look around the league and you look at Aaron Rodgers, you go, man, look what he does. Look how much of a difference he makes. So, you know, it's easy to say, well, he makes a three point difference in a game. So therefore the Browns could have been five and all right. Um, But you also look around the league and Tom Brady's losing games. Aaron Rodgers is losing games. So it's not all just about the quarterback, which is why the problems on defense need to be cleaned up. Why the problems on special teams, need to be cleaned up because I don't think it's as simple as if Deshaun Watson comes back, everything gets fixed. Now, plenty of stuff probably gets fixed and, you know, he can scramble and make plays and he can make plays off schedule and he makes the play calling look better and he makes your play action game look better. All that I really believe would happen. Um, But I do think it's, it's dangerous to say just because he'll be back, everything gets fixed and you start winning every game. I don't know. I mean, you know, the Ravens are three and three with Lamar Jackson and the Bengals are three and three with Joe Burrow, you know, and I'm not sure Deshaun Watson right now is better than either of those guys. So it's not all about the quarterback. 
Uh, I keep looking ahead, and I can't do this anymore because I'm looking at the ahead at the quarterbacks that they're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks. Still, that's a bad thing. To yeah, do, it's it's not a good thing, and I got to quit looking at that. But I, I I don't know how do you. I'm not going to say how do you fix this because I think we can kind of see it. But how, how do you change this? How do you? I, I mean, I, I know that Kevin yesterday immediately tried to turn the page in the press conference to say we got to worry about the next game, which I respect him for doing that. Um, I'm just, how does it change? How do you fix this? Yeah, I don't have a great answer for that, yeah. right? I mean, they're, they're trying, and it feels like they fixed something and then something else breaks. Uh, yesterday, the run defense was way better than it had been yeah. the previous two weeks. Pretty good. Right? Especially if you take out that 31-yard run where they kind of get caught in a blitz on third and 10, you know, which I understand you want to blitz the rookie quarterback, they run a draw, the 31-yard touchdown. Besides that, they were really good. Um, but they also devoted all their energy there, which left a bunch of guys in one-on-one coverage that got beat. So you can't just do that every week either. Um, so it feels like just trying to plug all these holes, and that's no way to live. Um, you know, I think you need one win to turn it around, but how do you get that one win, especially when you're going into Baltimore? It's tough. I, I, I do think you do have to get back to that running game, you know, which obviously it's not like they abandoned it until yesterday. They won number one in the league heading into Sunday. Um, but if you can figure out a way to get to that recipe, right, run Nick Chubb and run Kareem Hunt a bunch, get a lead, figure out, you know, and then hold that lead, be able to unleash your pass rush, which they just really haven't been able to do. They haven't separated from anybody all season. Um, but, you know, when there's so many issues popping up, especially defensively, it's hard to say, yeah, things are going to turn around overnight or in one week and that all these things are going to be fixed. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to find something to kind of sink your teeth into and says this is a reason for optimism. But I will say, you know, you look at all those quarterbacks coming up, and, yeah, it's a gauntlet of quarterbacks. But you look at the records of those teams, and it's 3-3, three 3-3, and 3-3. Three, three and three, three and three. Like, nobody's separating among pretty much in the NFL, but among those teams the Browns are playing. And maybe that's reason for hope. You know, and then you look around the league, too. Teams go in and beat teams, right, by surprise. The, the Steelers beat the Buccaneers yesterday. Nobody expected that. The Jets beat the Packers. So there's a way to win in this league if you have the right focus if you have the right energy. And I do think the Browns still have enough talent to go and compete with these teams. It's just a matter of doing it and then finishing the games that they didn't finish early this season. Scott, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Thanks Scotty. Scott, Scott Petrak, Chronicle Telegram, brownzone.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.